Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Christina is a mother of two children, a two and a half year old little girl and an 11 month old baby boy. She stumbled upon Center for Pediatric Sleep Management and was inspired to step back from her corporate career to build a business of her own. She is now a certified sleep consultant and is excited to help families who so desperately want better sleep for their children. As a mom who struggles with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, she knows firsthand the benefits a whole family can experience with consistent nights of high quality sleep. Christina is excited to embark on this new journey, and she's looking forward to helping parents and their children thrive. Christina, welcome to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Hi, Jane. I'm really excited too. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Before we get started, uh, would you be willing to share your story? Tell us a little bit about you and why you decided to get certified to work as a sleep consultant. Sure. So I am a mom of two that are three under two, or I have a two and a half year old and 11 month old. And uh, I was working in the corporate world before I found CPSM's program. And um, I think plenty of people who are used to working a nine to five Monday through Friday know how difficult that is as soon as you have kids, as soon as you figure out like, how am I going to prioritize my career and take care of these kids? I mean, I can't control when they're sick, when they have something going on at school that they need a parent there for. Um, So I really decided that maybe it was time to find a career that was a little bit more flexible with my family life. And maybe I wouldn't have to sacrifice prioritizing my kids and having my career and taking that corporate motherhood penalty. You know, it's very sad that that exists, but hopefully for the future generations, there's a way out of that. Yeah. And it's really, it's really ironic that that's what you are mentioning today because I'm sitting here in my house with my daughter sick home from school. She hasn't felt well in three days And um, I feel so lucky to be able to be home with her and to not have to call out sick from work. And, you know, I've lightened my schedule so that I can still be around and support her when she's under the weather. But I'm, I'm right here. I'm sitting in my kitchen. She's upstairs in my bedroom and she's fine for the 30 minutes that we have this conversation. And I get to be with her while she's sick. And, and it doesn't sort of negatively impact my, you know, my paid time off or my, you know, I don't have to take a sick day. And, and I think that that's the life that so many of us are looking for. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you're working on it for yourself. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about your journey through the training program. You enrolled, I think, in January of this year and you finished in September. I always say that there's a really wide range of normal when it comes to how long it takes for students to complete the course. Would you tell me a little bit about what that 
nine month period look like for you? Sure. So I actually think after going through the course that um, if somebody were to have like, let's say an hour to work on it a day, um, it wouldn't even take as long as it took me. <laughs> so uh, it took me as long as it did because I didn't end up leaving the corporate world until May. So from January to May, I was kind of taking it piecewise. I was reading the six books, the materials before jumping into the modules. Um, and so that's probably what took me the biggest chunk to even get to May is juggling my full-time job, juggling reading at night after I put the kids to bed. Um, and then in May, when I left, um, I was able to kind of get through the second half, like after I had turned in an assignment. Um, and from there, from leaving the corporate world, I took some time too, also to be like, this is the first time I've ever taken a break um, in between jobs, let's say, or in between wanting to start my business, wanting to start a certification. Um, so I took a good month and a half off just to really enjoy being with my kids. Um, and so I think for somebody who is looking at the course, it's actually pretty quick, like getting through the modules, doing the assignments. I would say if somebody had an hour a day to devote to it, it would take half the time it took me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a really wide range of normal. I see people finish sometimes in like four to six weeks. Uh, I see other people take four to six months. And then I have people who enrolled three years ago and never finished. So I think there's a really wide range of normal, but I love that you really like were committed to finishing it, but also prioritizing being present with your family. I love that you took that like month, month and a half off to just like be with your kids. I mean, how special is that? And, and then when it really was time to like get back into it, you did and you plowed through pretty quickly. Was there um, a certain part of the course that you enjoyed the most, whether it was a certain section of learning or a certain, I don't know, was there any piece of the program that you found to be either the most interesting or the most fun to go through? Sure, so I'd have to say it's taking back bedtime. <laughs> okay. I okay. think for those who have kids that are aged you know, 18 months, all the way up to that like four or five year range. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty tough. Toddlers are tough. <laughs> um, and my own daughter, I did sleep train her when she was five months. And I think what a lot of people think is like, oh, I'm done. Um, but then you get into those big mental leaps. They get a little bit older. They understand a little bit more. They want to push those boundaries. Um, and even the best sleep trained kid, which my daughter was, like she was a very much sleep 12 hours in her bed, not make a peep all night long. And then we hit the toddler years. And I was like, I'm going to have to retrain you. <laughs> um, and so I think people think, you know, oh, it's one and done. I sleep trained her when she was a baby. But I really love that the taking back bedtime course is like empowering for parents to be like, I can handle teaching my kid this again in the toddler stage. And that like mental mind shift uh, the mindset shift that we talk about in taking back bedtime is like, it's really mom and dad <laughs> who struggle. And if they have the right mindset, um, toddler is going to pick up super quick. Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned taking back bedtime because for those who are listening, taking back bedtime was just added into the course pretty recently. Uh, I am fully committed to always providing continuing education for my students and grads. So 
if you enrolled in the program three years ago and I decide to add to the course, you're going to get access to those new trainings as they get you know, put into the online learning platform. And Taking Back Bedtime is a training that I did on Zoom live for a handful of moms who are all struggling with their toddler and preschoolers bedtime routine and night wakings. And I really feel like in the past, I don't know, maybe year, I have truly nailed down my process for older kids. Uh, This is something that took me years of experience and trial and error with a lot of families to really feel like, okay, I have the confidence to say that I can help any family get their kid sleeping through the night pretty much in two weeks or less. I like, I am confident. I know that I can do that, you know, and it took me years to get to that point. And it boils down to having a really uh, specific process, but also, as you mentioned, Christina, having the mindset shift that your child is capable of this and that also you're going to accept nothing less, right? Like it, that sleep is non-negotiable. And there are certain things with children that are negotiable, like what color leggings they wear to school, but whether or not they sleep overnight just has to be, it has to be non-negotiable, right? And when you have that mindset shift, that's really when we can present to our children like, oh, okay, this, this actually really is happening one way or another, right? And it can be done with love and kindness and empathy and support, but it's also non-negotiable, right? Yeah, I, I love that you loved that. And I love it too. And, uh, you know, I guess another thing worth saying is that for those of you who are listening who, you know, when I first started as a sleep consultant, I was actually scared to support toddlers and preschoolers. As a mom who had only sleep trained kid, my children when they were in cribs as infants, and like they always slept, they never climbed out of their cribs, they never got out of their bed as four-year-olds. They were both in cribs until they were four. I, you know, I, they never got out of bed. They just, they just did what they were supposed to do because they were really confident sleepers. And I run a tight ship in my household and it just was what it was. Right. But I was really overwhelmed as a new sleep consultant years ago. Like, how am I going to support a mom with a two-year-old who's getting out of their bed 10,000 times in the middle of the night. That felt really daunting to me when I was first starting in this field. And now I actually prefer to work with the older kids because I just love the whole process. I think it's really fun to set them up for success, to communicate with them, to role play with them, to set expectations, and then to like teach parents how to set loving limits or respectful boundaries with their kids. It's just like, it's so fun. And and it Christina, were you having it's trouble? A lot of fun work. Sorry, sorry. Were you having trouble with your own child, like while you were going through this, and were you able to sort of bring it back to baseline after watching that training? Yes. So my two and a half year old. Well, at the time she was a little bit closer to two, but um, she was stalling. Mommy, I need to potty. Mommy, I need a snack. You know, mommy, I need a drink of water. Um, one more book, just one. And so uh, we actually did. I was in the middle of taking her course and we did the kissing game with her. And now we're able to say, okay, baby, hug and a kiss. Good night. I love you. And she pulls the covers over her head and it's a done deal. And um, I really think 
that whole like working with toddlers, or it's funny that you say you love working with toddlers a little bit more because having that cooperation and that communication with them, like you can't explain all of this to a baby, but it really makes it happen. I feel almost faster. I agree. I agree. Um, now that you are officially certified, let's talk about launching your business. Um, what are your plans for marketing, getting the word out? I know you have a really beautiful website. I was actually just on your website before uh, we got started with this chat today. But what are your plans for marketing and uh, letting people know that you're up and running? Sure. So um, for my website, actually, I, it's funny that you say that. I took your suggestion. So Kelly with uh, Ami Creatives did my website for me because I am not very like big techie, computer, web design, all that stuff. And so she does excellent work. So just a little tiny plug for Kelly. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um, but as far as marketing goes, you know, I am not really that big on social media or <clears throat> like wanting to create beautiful content on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. So um, maybe I'll get there eventually. Maybe I'll have the capacity when I'm not um, running around after two under two <laughs> and I have a little bit more time to myself to make beautiful content. Um, but what I've started with is the local Facebook moms groups that I'm already a part of. So some of them do, in order to self-promote, they require sponsorship. Um, so I have purchased a sponsorship for myself in there. So anytime somebody in the group is asking for help, like, hey, does anybody know uh, of a sleep consultant, photographer, interior designer, the admins of that group will automatically jump on and be like, hey, this person happens to be a sponsor. Um, so I'm not relying on that, obviously, to bring in any business. But my first steps were to tell all my friends and family on social media, if it's anybody that I'm a friend with really close to, um, then obviously my services are pro bono and tell all your friends and family if you love it. Uh, and then my kids do go to daycare. Um, it's an awesome place. They love my kids just like I do. So there's plenty of other families there that are part of our community. So I brought a stack of business cards to the school director and she said, hey, absolutely. We have moms and dads who are struggling right now. And I said, oh, I'll be happy, you know, to do it for a discount. I'll be happy. And she said, no, full price. <laughs> <laughs> so my school director is really behind me being successful. It's nice to feel that. And then uh, my next plan is to visit my own midwives um, and talk to my own doula that I had with my son and be like, hey, can we collaborate? Can I leave business cards? Is there anybody that you already know of that needs help? Um, no pressure. I'm here to help. And um, so that's kind of my plan marketing wise is just making connections um, in places that I know moms are probably already reaching out for help. Yeah, I think that that's brilliant. That's sort of exactly what I did when I was getting started. I'm a firm believer, you know, I've said this on the podcast and I say it inside of the CPSM community all the time that the key to growing a successful service-based business is having as many other people talking about your business as possible, right? Like you can talk about your own business until you're blue in the face, but if other people are talking about your business, that goes way, way farther. So I love that uh, the daycare owner or director is a champion of your services. That's amazing because uh, the families who send their kids to that daycare already trust that person, right? And there's already 
a level, there's already a relationship there. There's already that level of trust. So when that provider makes a recommendation to the families, they're going to, they're going to listen. So I think that that's the exact right strategy. Uh, I'm wondering if, as you were going through the course, especially the business section, um, did that help you to feel more confident in your process for how to go about marketing your business and, and getting it off the ground? Yes. <clears throat> so uh, I haven't gone through any other sleep certification courses, um, but I know that ours is really heavy in entrepreneurship and um, getting yourself started for success. So I really felt like um, between what I learned from the course and having our Facebook community, other veteran sleep consultants who are already out there doing it, they've got all the juice, all the info on how to do the marketing portion. Um, yes. So I really feel like had I not had that not been part of the course content, I wouldn't have even known where to start. Like, how do I, how do I tell people that this is something I'm, I can help you with now. So I really think um, that was a big part of like, okay, um, get my LLC, get insurance, um, you know, set up a website and that there's lots of also options for free websites too. Um, so I don't know that there, there is a lot of course info that was super helpful in getting the business started. You're striking me as being a person who's like pretty confident in this space right now. Like I know you're just getting started, but uh, you seem to me like you have your head wrapped around it and you're feeling really excited and good about it. Uh, before you enrolled, were you anxious that you weren't going to be able to figure it out? Were you overwhelmed with the idea of the process or were you just more sort of excited to see where it took you? Um, so I did have some apprehension at the beginning. And I think that's normal for anybody who has worked for somebody else for so long. You have that security of like, it's not all on me, whether the ship goes down. Um, and so I was like, how am I? I've never been super great at sales before this. I have tried sales positions. Um, so it's not something I was predisposed to. And I was like, how am I going to make people convince people that these services are worth it or how am i going to generate enough talk about my business even and then in taking the course and listening to you say like it's about connection or i have um, watched that mini training that you did on how to uh, expand your business on facebook and it's really about connecting with people and then once i wrapped my head around that i realized that it's about connection and about the value is in telling families, I can help you. And if I have a real desire to help them, um, it's just going to follow suit. I have to have a little bit of faith. It's not going to be an overnight success. Of course not. But if I, I feel like if I put a little bit into it every single day, those tiny little, um, tiny little days or tiny little portions of time are going to snowball into something that is a successful business. If I give it enough time, I just have to have faith in myself. <laughs> Yeah, I, t I mean, you're absolutely right. And you're doing exactly what I tell people all the time. So I have every bit of confidence that that it will grow to something that you are really, really proud of. And I can tell that you're already proud of everything that you've already created, which is quite impressive. And um, I really just can't wait to see you get going. What would you say to somebody who's on the fence, somebody who's listening to this podcast, who's out there, who maybe is working a corporate job, has two or three kids and is underwater with laundry and bills and whatever, like, what would you say to that person who 
wants to do it, but is maybe scared? I would say that having faith in yourself is probably going to be the biggest thing. Like you have something that you are capable of, which is, you know, handling healthy sleep with little ones, especially moms who have a few kids, um, moms who are wanting to help other moms, you know, you've got it in you. Um, a little bit of faith is going to go a long way. And it's super helpful to rally other people who are in your support circle. Um, you tell them, I want to make a change. I want to get out of the corporate world or whatever it is. I want to switch careers. Um, I want to do something where I can have more time, more freedom with my family. And I think people will be surprised how willing other people are to be like, what do you need? <laughs> that sounds really awesome. I'm behind you. Um, if we believed in ourselves, you know, an ounce of what the people that love us do, <laughs> I think we'd be really surprised in what it is that we're able to create, able to achieve. I love that. I really love that. And it sounds like you have a really wonderful and supportive community behind you. I do as well. And I think that that is really important when you're growing something that is all your own. If you can have an army of friends and family and colleagues and old college roommates or whoever in your world cheering you on every step of the way, I agree. It makes it so much easier. And, and you're smart to leverage all of those people who are rooting you on and want the best for you anyway. So that is super, super smart of you. Uh, before we wrap up, why don't you share with everybody uh, what your website is? It's so beautiful. I want everybody to go check it out. And do you have social media yet? Are you are you set up there? Share whatever you'd like to share. I do. Sure. So I, uh, it's at 40 Wink Revolution on Instagram. And my website is uh, 40winkrevolution.com. This is what I do. This is what I offer. If you have any uh, hesitations, look, I have a whole list of FAQs about your hesitations on my website. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, being willing to share your story on the podcast today. I cannot wait to see you soar in your business and we'll keep in touch and maybe we will do an update down the road. That sounds great. Thanks so much, Shane. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.